This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks. This is episode 300. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. We are on the Raptors Republic. Um, let me uh, let me throw to my co-host and producer, Andy Hull. What's up, Andy? How you doing? 300 episodes. We did it. We Huge. did it. All 300. Just me and you. I've yeah. been here forever. Uh, I just want to thank everyone who got, who got me here. Um, you know, doing these previous 299 episodes has been a real labor of love, and I'm really happy that I could be a part of it. Yeah, and I'm I'm also happy that you're forcing me out. Um, yep, and- you're going to be gone after this one, and it's just going to be me, and uh, yeah, it's going to be real different around here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense, but uh, we'll go with it. <laughs> it's um, a bit of a hostile takeover, and honestly, it's, you know, it's it's making waves. Yeah, it's for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our <laughs> special guest for this 300th episode uh, he's done the podcast many, many times. Uh, he's hilarious, incredible producer, amazing improviser. Just also, you know, draft nut, Raptors fan. How's it going? What's up, Matt McCready? Oh, I'm a draft nut, baby. I'm so Woo! excited for this draft we're going to be doing later on. Make sure to listen <laughs> to the entire episode, folks, because you're in for a tree at the end. Damn right. We're Ooh. doing a draft. Um, Is okay. this the first draft ever on the Confederacy of Dunks? We have done drafts before. Okay, okay, it, I didn't know. It's been some time. We've done drafts. With I Matt. forgot because I, I mean, I've been here for so many episodes that they all kind of melt together. You know, yeah, what I mean? so sure, that's why yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I don't. I didn't know anything, man. I'm just like the viewer at home. I'm in for a treat. <laughs> Damn right. I like that. I like that setting up. Nice. Burn man. on the viewers at home, I guess. Though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> We don't we don't feel that way about you at all. No, I think the viewers at home know a lot more than that. So yeah. Okay. We'll educate you, you slobs. <laughs> wow. Hot start just insulting the shit out of people. 300 is where we stop. Yeah, yeah. We will we're gonna get shut down. Uh guys, let's uh let's start with uh that incredible, incredible uh Raptors Spurs game. I think there was something like I don't know, 122 countries tuning in to see mostly Wembenyama, but also Schroeder. And, you know, there's like a whole international thing. And um, we'll we'll get to all the, you know, sort of Raptors implications in a second. But it was the, uh, it, it tied for the greatest Raptors fourth quarter comeback in franchise history. Um, 17 points. And uh, I was curious about the other game. So this is this is a little quiz I told you guys about. Oh, okay. yeah. All so right. uh, the other game was against the Pistons, uh, December eleventh, twenty ten. December December eleventh, twenty ten. So you each get three strikes. Uh, and the question is, uh, there was twenty one players that played in that game. Wow. Ten for the Raptors, eleven for the Pistons. Let's let's see let's see how you guys can do. Uh, this is honor system. Don't look at the game, uh, but uh, yeah, hit me. Who was in that game? Who was who played any minutes in that game? Tayshawn Prince. 
Tayshawn oh. Prince. Oh, for um, both teams? For both teams. Oh, wow. Tayshawn Prince, yes, played 37 minutes. Ooh, I I, I want to say Chauncey, but was he was he playing for the Nuggets at this point? I don't know what I, he might. I I don't see any Iverson here, but also Chauncey did not play. Oh, okay. So that's, that's uh, a strike for you. Chris Bosh. Yeah. Um, Chris Bosh uh, did not play in this game. What? Whoa, really? <laughs> Holy shit. What's oh, going my God. on? Where's my mind at? I know. Um, Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Jose Calderon. Yeah. Jose Calderon did not play in this game. What? <laughs> Hito I'm nearly out. <laughs> Hito Turkoglu did not play in this game. What? Who, who did? Who did? Uh, Andy guess? I, I guess Hito Turkoglu. Oh boy. No Raptors right. so far. We got Tayshawn no. Prince. <laughs> yeah. Am I gonna win one nothing? <laughs> right. Um. You know what? Andrea uh, Bargnani. Andrea Bargnani, yes. Played 37 minutes, 22 points. I feel like I'm at least going to win the minutes amount at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're adding those all up. Uh, mm. Okay. Um, all right. Who? Okay. 2010. What was happening in my life at 2010? That's what I got to start thinking about yeah. because that's, that's how I remember the sports quick. eras. What was I doing? Uh, I was doing comedy at Comedy Bar. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, nothing's uh, changed. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. Existential crisis kicking oh, into the guests of the Confederacy of Dunks. Okay, uh, um, what was going on? With, I'm gonna ask myself, what was going on in the Raptors in 2010? I feel like that might help me out. Well, yeah, you have Bargnani. I have Bargnani. That, that was going but on. No Calderon, yeah, no, no Calderon. Cal- Calderon must have been injured or something. Like, yeah. there's no he way he might have been. Yeah, there's no way Calderon wasn't playing for the team at that point. Um, Oh man, uh, Carlos Delfino. Carlos Delfino was not playing in that game. Boom! One nothing. <laughs> All right, then I'll take some random guesses. Isn't this man. the whole quiz though? There's no other. There's no. This is like. This is it. Here's a. Here's a. Here's a. Also, also, just to show, <laughs> give you guys a little window on my personality. I for sure thought this was me and Matt working together to try to do this. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, oh, I yeah. got you. You're fucking dead. Yeah, uh, if that I, uh, was the case, I could have we could have talked it out a little bit. That's more. That's what I'm I thought sorry. we were gonna do. But that's I okay. should have made it friendlier, you know. I'm Not at all. No, you're good. We you're can good. revise that. Okay. All right. Rodney Stuckey. <laughs> uh, Rodney Stuckey. Rodney Stuckey. Let's see. Yes, he was playing. Yeah, wow. Point. How do I know more? Fucking. Oh, uh... Twenty-three points, thirty-six minutes. He was the. Uh, he was tied for the high scorer for the Pistons. Who you haven't named? Uh, I know I'm out, but I must keep playing. No, no, keep going, keep going. Who um, cares? Yeah, who cares? You guys can phone a friend here. All right, I'm going to phone uh, uh, Alex Kalenko, just for fun. Yeah, um, yeah, actually phone a friend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask Stucky and see who was on that team with him. Um, okay, so the Raptors. Who the fuck was playing for the Raptors? Name? Air- um, Bonner. Was Bonner on the team at that point? Bonner was not on the team. Oh, my Lord. Or, I mean, he, he wasn't playing in the game. Anthony um, Parker. Anthony Parker. No, we're not. We're not there. Jamario Moon. Jamario Moon. Sorry, guys. I think we're too early. I think these players are too yeah. early. This You're is dancing like real... around the timeline. Um, can I give you a clue? Aaron Gray. Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson. Oh. Correct. Okay. Amir there Johnson, we go. Man. All right. Yeah. 20, Surprisingly 20... high number of total games played for the Raptors. Actually. I feel like he's, this is oh, in the top ten. I feel like this is too late. But uh, Peterson, Morris Peterson. 
Yeah, uh, the same thing Mo Pete, yeah, he's not on the team. Yeah, he's on the. Um, yeah, should also say four. Amir Johnson had the, uh, um, he had the uh, plus minus high. Um, mm. No starter of this game had a positive plus minus. I'm sorry, there was a guy on the bench for the Raptors. Uh, I'm who for I, the who I don't imagine you'll guess who had a plus 17, but uh, Amir had a plus 14 on this game with only six points. What a, what a God, what a, wow. what a, yeah. what a stats God, just a stats monster. You know what? I um, say lay it on us, Freddie. I don't okay. know. Wallace, this, ben Wallace, Ben Wallace. Yes. So he was wow. the lead scorer for the Pistons leading There's, scorer, Ben Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I think insane. It's <laughs> bad <laughs> game, bad game for them. The Raptors <laughs> lost to a team whose leading score was Ben Wallace. Yeah. Uh, and Stucky. <laughs> and um, Stucky. Here we go. Uh, here are your Raptors, the starters. Uh, Andrea Bargnani, Jared Bayless. Wow. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Oh, oh DeMar. Sorry. How do we not? Amir Johnson, Sonny Weems. Oh, uh, so then uh, coming off the bench, huge game from uh, Leandro Barbosa. Barbosa. I was going to say Barbosa. I um, thought, oh, man. Can't miss Linus Kleza. Uh, what, a, what a shitty team oh yeah Lager. horrible team and then um the the plus minus high on the game goes to julian wright julian uh, wright yeah oh, plus 17 sure. with four points why not no four, three no d julian wright yeah four steals <laughs> let's go um and then uh ed davis and joey dorsey rounded it up oh joey wow dorsey. that's the oh, depths of raptors of, you know yeah and and it also says uh uh, Pages Stoyakovich, not with team. So I not don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, he didn't travel for this. This is a nice little primer, though, for the draft coming up because I feel like there's right. a lot of guys in that game who didn't play 82 games for the Raptors. And then, uh, I'm going to take Julian Wright. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. this this Pistons team is pretty funky. So uh, Ben Wallace, uh, Tayshawn Prince, Rodney Stuckey, that's who we got. Uh, but Rip, uh, Rip Hamilton. Um, Rip, yeah, of course. Jason Maxiel. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. oh yeah, and then you got Greg Monroe. Oh, Greg, Charlie Villanueva. Monroe. What? Oh, hell yeah, Ben Gordon. Yep, yeah. That was their big off-season signings that year. Was Ben Gordon, Tracy and Charlie, Charlie McGrady, Mead. Tracy McGrady, Tracy McGrady. Six points off the bench. I don't remember T Mac playing for the Pistons. Wow. I wish Tracy McGrady was as good a scorer as Ben Wallace. I know, right? Uh, yeah, he was. There. He had a plus ten on the game. He he did the best job as a Piston. Um, wow. And then uh, Will Bynum and Austin Day. Wow, great! Uh, so Bynum um, and Day, good, uh, good nice seventies yeah. uh, duo. Uh, I, I have their <laughs> couple of their records upstairs. Yeah, yeah Bynum, Bynum and Day, Bynum and Day, Bynum and, Day, Bynum Day, yeah. and, uh, and the Sticklers. I don't know. Sure. Why. Yeah, that's the band. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah the why not? Stucklers. The Stucklers. The st- uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, I guess Stuckies. before. I like you know, that yeah. they said we were going to educate the, the masses and we combined for three correct answers out of That's a possible right. 18. Yeah. yeah, and like two of them were Pistons. <laughs> like, we, we know more Pistons from this era yeah. than we do Raptors. What's wrong with us? <gasps> Folks, we're coming in with the sillies. We're coming in with the jokes. We may not be coming in with uh, sufficient basketball knowledge. Um, <laughs> hey, that was a weird game, man. Come it on. It was. It was a weird, a weird game. game. And it's also, you guys both went to like, what was I doing in my life? Which is, I think, <laughs> to be probably clear, I did not do that. That's I what did. I do to remember sports <laughs> eras. I like, because I remember like watching games in specific places. So that's why. Wow. Yeah. Um, I really like your uh, mind palace there. Um, that's it. That's what I call it. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, I, I don't know, just uh, talk a little bit about that game. Did either of you guys, 
watch it, watch it live. Or... Yeah, that Were you at it? Yeah. Or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you at the business game? <laughs> no, the, Raptors. The amazing Spurs, uh, Spurs Raptors game. Uh, I know me and Andy were um, were doing a show, but I, I went home and watched it after. Were you watching it live, McCready? Not live, but I watched it later on in the day. Um, I was, I had some commitments earlier in the day, but I had it taped. Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it was terrible to watch for the first three quarters. It was really, uh, really, really rough. Uh, you know, as you would need to have for the best comeback in the history of the, uh, French. Yeah. People Uh, don't say that about comebacks is that they usually, (laughs) a big part of the game is that your team sucks for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, like fucking Barnes, man, he went nuts. He went crazy. It was great. Yeah, I, I think like obviously there's you know there's we're it's seven games in we're analyzing the team, but I think the obvious major story is Scotty Barnes, um, looking like he's, I think bulldozing past the idea of being an all star and looking like he's like I don't know first team all NBA. Uh, he looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, he definitely bull pose uh, bulldozed past uh, Sohan when he threw down that dunk. That dunk was nasty, right? Yeah. Like, like and, I mean, so many yeah. people have said, like, during Sohan's regular uh, first season, it was like, oh, this guy's like Barnes, you know? He's just like a, a motor guy and stuff. But it's like, that that play in particular showed you, like, just how much bigger Barnes is than a guy like Sohan. Like, Barnes is a legit center-sized player. He, he Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying this for a long time. And I think, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole a player into a position. But he does sort of have, like... A lot of things about a lot of characteristics that allow him to thrive at the center position. Um, he, he doesn't seem to be. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of memories of guys other than I don't know Embiid, like kind of like being able to bully him. Yeah. Like he, his strength is just really, really intense. And and to me, like you know, obviously the the offense was is is out of control. The threes are insane, but the defense is really. I don't know. He's sort of like, it's ridiculous. His numbers are getting compared to all sorts of people, but I just saw like a matchup of him and Jokic year three. And again, year three, seven games, but uh, it's like, he's sort of like Jokic year three, but with all NBA defense, which is like, I don't know, best player in the world. <laughs> this is such classic Toronto Raptor fan. Discussion too. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. getting are guys excited? having a hot start to the season? Is he the best player ever? Uh, yeah. But also, yeah. also, are we? Uh, should we blow everything up? And is everything? Is this franchise a, a, a complete ruin? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. it very much. And that's been the discourse over the last like two weeks. Uh, yeah. But legit, Scotty has been on fire, man. He's 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 um he's he's crazy good. Uh, however, I'm gonna tell you, I think those end of season accolades i mean this it's like the toronto raptors like when like we he, we they give us rookie of the year once in a while when mm-hmm. you know what i mean i feel like we get passed over for a lot of of that stuff for players who make like who just play in markets that make more noise do you think that's a factor at all it's hard to say because like there's a very kind of like siakam and randall have put up pretty similar stats and both of them kind of get the same amount of all nba love and you mm-hmm. know new york's obviously a huge market so i don't know i i there could be some truth to that but i do feel like ter- like toronto had played such a funky style the last few years that guys like zach Lowe and like these big influential podcasters were really upping toronto the last few years so i feel mm-hmm. like in the last few years we've gotten uh some love but i think historically yeah there is truth to that i i, I think that's really fair and i think you know if you look at some of the defenders we've had 
and how few like I don't think we had an all defensive player, if I'm not mistaken, um, until Kawhi got all defense. Oh, really? Wow. So, you know, I think that that says a lot that like that it's probably not fair. Uh, OG not know. being first team all defense is definitely a notch in that we don't get respect. Um yeah, or no. even like, you know, second team all defense in, in years prior when the Raptors saw, you know, I, I think the to me, like the almost the, the worst version of this was when the Raptors championship team was so amazing on D. Mm-hmm. And the kind of like the big talking points were like, but they're all too good. We can't give anyone an award. Which I, I, I was sort of like, that's <laughs> so that's pretty silly. Yeah. Um but it yeah. was such a good team collective defense, though. There it is was. some merit to that argument. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, like the, do you, do, do you have a favorite Scotty Barnes play from that game? Andy other, you know, the, I think, I think the dunk on Sohan's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like I, <laughs> my favorite Scotty play was him getting blocked from behind by women. <laughs> because <laughs> because cool. here, here's why though. Here's why, because I think yeah, my favorite OG play was him falling down. Yeah, four no, times, so I agree. Why. Because I think it's good. Finding his contact. I think it's important <laughs> for like guys who are like the guy on their team to be go up against the other guy on the other team, and even though you're you're like having a great game, like that just you could tell it was he was he wasn't phased by it. You know what I mean? And I think that a lot of players would be like, "Oh shit!" Like what just happened to me? You know what I mean? Uh, especially in a game where you're like you're fighting, you're putting all your effort in coming back, and you're he's like at this point, Scotty having that was like in the fourth quarter, so like the Raptors were back in it by this point right so like i think it was a real turning point and i think it fired him up so i liked even more so and i so i liked when that happened and i like to see guys response uh to to plays like that and i one of the more encouraging things about scotty as we see him grow as a player is like seeing his response to big plays like that that happened against him and you can i mean he's got poise and he's still what 20 whatever you know what i mean he's, he's so he's, yeah exactly i was gonna say 23 but he's usually like 22 but like that's that's important to have especially if you're gonna be the guy that we all think he can be and or should be and so i think i actually you know classic uh classic flip it around on you and say something else you weren't expecting there you go bam hey i love it your your favorite play is when he got blocked because you know it inspired him because i i liked his response and, and he just and he didn't at all stop at all he just came back fired up yeah more. i mean the dunk on sohan was badass obviously but i think like maybe even more impressive was the rebound that led to the dunk like he soared from the opposite side of the court and got in front of uh sohan who's like you know known for hustle plays just got over him and then pounded him into the basket uh but like that rebound was absurd that was like kenneth fareed type of rebounding from a guy who's also got the incredible playmaking load that he has for the team it's outrageous yeah that's a that's a good point and you know um i was talking to my my little brother thomas uh big raptors fan been on the pod before incredibly uh, skilled pickup basketball player he is very very skilled terrible um, defender terrible, terrible defender. defender one of the worst defenders ever. he doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to do it um <laughs> fair enough but uh yeah, he was sort. He was saying before the game, uh, one thing that um, he was looking for, and I think it really sort of uh, played out in our favor. Like I, I, I don't know the amount of strategy that went into this, but 
you know, early in, in Wembenyama's career, I think for for valid and obvious reasons, they aren't just throwing him in the in in the the center position so he can get like bruised and beat up. They're putting him on the wing, and he's like overwhelming guys. Like you know, in his thirty eight points, he went off on Eric Gordon. Like like you can't guard Wembenyama with Eric Gordon. Like he he's just gonna just ruin these these wings, right? I don't think you can guard uh, Malachi with Eric Gordon at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe, this might be a Phoenix thing, but um, <laughs> this, this is a Phoenix issue. Um, it's an Arizona thing. But uh, um, I think by having Barnes uh, and and OG, you know, play him out there, they were able to use their speed and strength uh, to sort of work him throughout the game. Um, and you know, o- OG was, was just so, so incredible, but I think we do got to focus on Scotty here. And, and to me that, that the, the game time play, uh, or plays the fact that it was on Wembenyama. So Scotty had built up the, the respect, right. Uh, of being able to hit that three throughout the game. So when he pump faked on the first three and Wembenyama jumped on him, he so easily blew past them for the dunk. And then the next play, Wembenyama was sort of like, not on skates, but kind of like unsure of what Scotty's going to do. And he was able to do the, the, the step back three, which, uh, yeah, this is, this is to me kind of like just this is what fans are going so, so wild about. Because, you know, I've said it many times on, on the pod, but what is what is limiting about Scotty and building a team around Scotty and building an offense, you know, is the fact that he's not supposed to be a good shooter and he's shooting, you know, 42% from three on the season, which absolutely I'm sure will settle to a certain point, but he's already shown that it's that, that he he's confident and he can shoot threes in big moments. And, and that absolutely changes the franchise trajectory and his trajectory as a player. Yeah, people have. I've heard people talk about his shooting form and how uh, it varies a bit, even this season. Uh, but it does look a lot better than it did the year before. And yeah. even though there is a bit of variation, if you look at that step back that he did, it was like a side step as well. And he was so uh, centered towards the net. Uh, it was a very like like one of the biggest problems with Scotty was that his handle was loose and his like footwork was you know hit or miss. But his footwork has been amazing this year. Like he's really taken some steps there and his handle looks a lot better. His turnovers are usually from these audacious passes, uh, which are always like kind of like a good foreteller for success later on anyways. Uh, you want your players to make mistakes. So yeah, of course. Like he can, like I think anyone that's been watching Scotty knows that he can make the brilliant play. And it's sort of like the 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 boring kind of like, too hotty. you know, the, the the boring kind of easy non-flashy passes which which allow you to really really rack up assists but um yeah the, the what I, what i wanted to sort of just get the temperature on uh with you guys is um again it's so early we're messing around here we're excited about scotty but um if you had to guess uh matt i'll start with you where do you see scotty ending up this year as far as like awards like is this you know like yeah like just just like, where is he going to settle and what do you expect him to achieve this year? Yeah. All NBA is always like a weird one because like, you know, like Randall and like Siakam, like they'll usually reward a team that gets that 
you know, gets like 48 wins with some sort of all NBA spot. Mm -hmm. It typically happens. So I feel like all NBA is very contingent on um, how the Raptors do as, as a team. I mean, if Scotty continues this production, he's going to make it regardless, really. Uh, you know, Shea made it all NBA first team uh, on a team that I think was either 500 or like a game below 500. So mm -hmm. it can be done. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, like right now, like if there was one I was going to bet on, I'd probably bet on like OG winning defensive player of the year. That last game against uh, Victor was like one of the most viewed games um, in the league. The fact that he might be a free agent this offseason or traded or whatever might um, up his profile in the mm -hmm. league a little bit and give him a little bit more attention. Um, in terms of like who deserves to get what, um, I would say like I wouldn't be surprised if Scotty makes like deserves to get an all NBA slot. Brady yeah, Dick, and Dick's man. <laughs> well, he's, he's gonna Six start hitting shots. Go. Um, I'm, I'm actually loving Grady so far. I was just looking at his three point percentage, and I was shocked to see that it was 28. percent um, But but I, I still think you know he's looking fine. Um, yeah, he's but, it uh, out. Uh, yeah, I think that for me the 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 thing that I feel like it's like okay, put some money on Scotty winning award. I I'm gonna say most improved. Because I think, oh that yeah, that's a better choice. That's the narrative. <laughs> that's the narrative. He's like already in that narrative camp. Um, mm -hmm. You know, similar to like, like what you're saying with OG, he's already kind of in that narrative territory of like people think he was all defense last year, second team, and people think about him as a defender. And he, yeah, he just had that like, you know, that Victor game. He's he's going to be guarding Luca. If he does an okay job on Luca next game, then all of a sudden people are going to be like, OG is that that guy on D uh, but I think that Scotty is going to have to really regress a ton throughout the season to get bumped out of that territory. And um, yeah, all, all, like you said, all NBA, even all-star, those things are really contingent on a lot of, you know, position comes into play. Like with like, you know, you, you mentioned Shea, right? Is Shea first team, um, if if they do it like the WNBA is doing it, where it's like positions don't matter, right? Because you know Jokic is on that first team, so he's replacing somebody. I'm not saying it's Shea, but I think that like that's sort of a you know there's a lot of factors that go into those end of season awards. Isn't that the whole reason why they have the first, second, third team is because it's like you know Jokic is is the the center or whatever. So when there's another good one, we got to have even though like positions are a little more fluid than they used to be in the NBA, obviously like maybe I guess you could make an argument that like, that doesn't really matter, but there's not the whole point of the multiple team thing. So I award specific positions several times. I think it, it was at some point, but I think because of the, this is just my personal, I just, I, I do like, I like, I hope the NBA follows the path of, of the W as far as just sort of, being like, hey, it, we should put the best 15. You know, it really affects contracts and Just stuff. Just straight so. up top 15 players. Yeah, I, that's what I would like. Um, and then but we're making I mean, lineups here. We're making teams. See, they have to play each other at the end of the year. Remember in the secret game? The oh, secret right. Game. The secret game. You're forgetting about, about the secret game. I'm forgetting about the secret game. They should do that, though. And it's the secret all-star game and no one gets to watch it. Uh, yeah, oh, just, wow. just just one reporter who then tells about how amazing <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, it's like that that Olympic gym game. Although like, there is footage of that actually. Yeah, Jamal um, Mashburn's uh, greatest moment. <laughs> I also love in that game who who's the person was it? It was like oh Magic and uh, 
Magic and, and MJ were really going at it. And then there's always like this like footnote that's like, yeah, Larry Bird didn't really want to play. Like, <laughs> like it's like Larry Bird was also there. And he's like, I'm like, I'm actually having a sig. So, well, I mean, Larry Bird's back was like late period Roger Ebert at that point. Like, it was just like yeah, all dash, yeah. you know? Like, he was like, yeah, he's yeah, a very was, old man. It was post driveway. Um, oh, yeah, post driveway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's, I mean, I think we also have to talk about Pascal Siakam. Uh, again, you know, it's almost like there's, a, there's like a freaky Friday thing here. Like, like it's like opposite Scotty. Um, and you know, if, if the, if the Raptors had lost that game, I think the noise would be even bigger, but, uh, it's, it's big enough. Uh, and, and Andy's, uh, right up here, uh, is, you know, better than my question. What are we doing? And, but I, I think more specifically our personal opinions aside, what do you know, and we've talked about this before, Matt, but like, what do we think is going to happen with Pascal Siakam? Like, in the same that we're predicting, like, okay, well, Scotty's going to just like go up and up and up and up. Are we thinking that this is like the new version of Siakam? He's not worth the max contract. He's not going to get any money. Like it's, you know, I was, I was sorry, this is a meandering question, but I was just looking at his shot attempts are um, basically the same as when he was on the bench mob. So he's shooting less than 14 shots a game. And, you know, I don't know. At some point, does his agent say you can't play anymore because you're about to miss it on a hundred million dollars? Like, anyways, this is very reactionary. Uh, but <laughs> what, yeah, where are you at with, with Pascal Siakam? Uh, me? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I guess in retrospect, they probably should have dealt Pascal when he was coming off of that amazing uh, December last year where he was scoring like 51 points against the Knicks and the team was falling apart. And uh, there's a lot of trade rumors. You know, I don't know if he'll ever reach that value again. I'm almost certain right. he won't, um, especially since he had two years left on his contract at that point. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, he had developed such chemistry with Fred over the course of, you know, uh, however many years you know maybe even going back to that 2010 pistons game um just hanging huh. out as children uh but you yeah. know like they, they <laughs> he had such chemistry with uh fred that like i think once fred left you know like they were, i would get really annoyed with the rappers last year because it did seem like sometimes they were playing a two-man game while three other people were kind of just standing around watching them and you're just gonna get a lot of stats when you're like in that position to succeed uh, the Raptors had a terrible half court offense last year. It wasn't necessarily um, wasn't their fault necessarily, but it's not like they helped it get to a point where it was even passable. Um, so I don't know. It's like, it's uh, it's hard to say where Pascal is. He's 30 years old. Um, a lot of his spin moves and stuff like that were reliant on, you know, incredible side to side athleticism, which can wane as you get a little bit older. He had a groin injury, I think, a while back, which I think maybe um, sapped a little bit. So maybe it is just an injury based thing. I think the fact that the organization for the very first time has basically told him we don't care as much about you probably doesn't motivate him to get out there and do more. Um, or at least not even motivate, but just like probably doesn't fill him with the confidence that maybe he would have or the joy of playing, uh, which can really, uh, for Pascal specifically, uh, inspire him to do better. His defense has been quite good. He'll always be like a good defensive player. Um, mm -hmm. Some of that kind of stuff I think is overlooked by certain Raptor players because it's just been such a constant for so long. 
Uh, it's not like we have Danilo Gallinari out there just getting blown by all the time. He's a really good defensive player. Uh, but yep. Yeah, anyway, I guess that's all I got to say about it. I I like it's it's easy to um, to look at what Pascal's doing now and and kind of forget that like we're working under a new system and we're really seeing a real changing of the guard here. I mean, we all we we don't forget that, but like we know that that's happening. But like. Mm-hmm that that often means like a, just a role shift for for these guys who everyone was like this is our guy you know like he's the only he's the best player left over from our championship squad and like and now it's like oh never mind it's scotty like never mind we're we're doing something kind of different than than i guess you thought and like trying to like guess how that player feels about it right and there's like you see it a lot in the NBA because it's such there's such an individual impact. But like, we always assume that a player is upset or they're mad at not being the guy or whatever. But like, is there a part of is there any part where you guys think like Pascal is okay with being like, okay, I am gonna be, I am gonna be okay with playing in a in a system that might not benefit me the way the old one did, as well as supporting being the number two guy to somebody like Scotty. Like that's kind of, I'm, 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 I'm not sure that that, I don't know if that's exactly what's happening. I'm just like, what if it's that though, instead of like, you know, I'm mad. I'm yeah. not the guy and I'm not feeling well and I'm depressed. Well, <laughs> cause yeah, I heard that a lot. Fair. Like to be fair, that, that is a fair take. I think it's, it's just... yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, uh, Matt in a conversation we were having last year, I think you sort of described uh, Pascal and Scotty really well, which is Scotty is, you know, he gives off like just like tons of alpha energy, right? He's like, yeah. "Oh, this is this is Wembenyama's night." No, it's my mm-hmm. night. Um, and I think we've all been waiting and expecting for this moment to happen. Um, and for a lot of people, my, myself included, it's sooner than I thought. Uh, where where he's sort of like, it doesn't matter who's on this team; it's my team, right? And I, I've said it before on this podcast, but like earlier uh you know in the preseason he he was basically like i was really happy with uh how um i said this to you the other day andy but like, i was really happy with uh the you know the the veterans like they showed up with a better energy this year which is like wow <laughs> could you imagine a 22 year old being like well done guys like, like you know what i mean to just be like you're 22 dude but he he is that guy and then you also describe matt um pascal as a model citizen and I think that is a really good description of Pascal. And I think where where there's this fan intersection and, and there's this like unknown of a player uh, and his makeup is kind of like, we expect Pascal to like, you know, I, I made that allusion to him saying like his agent being like, you're about to lose all this money. We got to pull the plug. You can't be a role player. You can't just like hang out on the three and be like a decoy. Like that's like you scored 24 points a game last year. This is a problem. Um, and then, you know, where we don't know the truth is maybe Pascal's like, no, no, it's not a problem. Uh, it's a new challenge. Um, I, I, I play with Scotty every day. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the best time of my career was being the, you know, the Robin to Kawhi's Batman. This is just a challenge for me. I yeah. can do this. And then again, I think what also complicates the whole such scenario is the handling of Pascal, the, the franchise I don't know, not embracing, you know, his not, not speaking overtly like, you know, high about him uh, heading into this year. Uh, And then, 
not giving him a max, which I think would help them even trade him down the line if they wanted to, right? Like you talked about his value earlier. Like that's bad, right? That he's like sort of on this expiring. It was um, really strange that they didn't give him the extension. Yeah, like it would have been. <laughs> that like, was like I the th- biggest problem for a lot of teams wanting to trade for Pascal is that they thought they was going to leave. Yeah, so and you. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I'm stealing this from uh, from Blake Murphy on uh, on um, the Blake Murphy and um, you know Sports Night Show with Will Liu and Alex Wong. Uh, but you know he was he was sort of insinuating yesterday that um, uh, if we were if we had signed Pascal, we would actually. Um, I think be able to trade him by like in the, if we signed him in the summer, we might be able to trade him as soon as this deadline. So, oh yeah, I, th- I believe they would have been able to trade him uh, in December. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that really kind of clouds this whole situation. And um, I'll just say like, as far as like what I think is going to happen, um, th- I think I could go a lot of ways, but <laughs> to me, it's, you know, just going off the history of this front office, uh, I think uh, for better or for worse, they are going to um, not let the Fred situation influence them. And they're going to play this thing out till the summer. And uh, that's dangerous, man. Oh, it's it's him and OG going into unrestricted free agency when both Orlando and Philly have max cap space to sign Mm -hmm. pretty much both of them if they wanted to. Totally That's wild. Well, it's funny. Every time people are like this, this franchise has no direction. I'm like, what do you mean? The direction is stubborn. It's always <laughs> been that Messiah is like, listen, you have to trust what people say. And from the very beginning, Messiah has always been like, I plan on winning and I'm very, very stubborn about that. So I think whether it's uh, Scotty's team or not, I, I feel like he, is a gambler in that sense. Right. So um, I don't really expect him to, to turn into a different person overnight, but yeah. So I think they're going to ride Siakam out. I think he will play a lot better than he's played now. Yeah. I think but, so. Um, I mean, yeah. What, what about you, Andy? Do you have a kind of like a prediction of where you think um, this, 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 you know, early kind of Sc- Scotty's team Siakam is going to end up. I listened to the same, uh, the Raptor show, say, same as you. I heard them say that too. And I was like, that's very interesting. Um, talking about how, you know, extending, you know, giving them the extension and then and that, that allows you to trade them. It's a weird thing of like, are they doing something like reverse psychology here for, for, you know what I mean? Like, what are they, like, what's happening with this? You know, it's like, we want him to stay, but we don't want him, we don't let him, let him know we want him to stay or we want him to go, but we're not going to indicate that we're going to get, get rid of him. It's like, is, are they are they like playing these like 10 level mind games <laughs> with us uh, or is it just a, a b- completely bizarre way to handle this situation and i think that's got to be the answer because everybody is like confused you know what i mean mm-hmm. it seems like like people who know way more about nba contracts and how gms you know and and presidents interact with each other are seem equally as confused as me and that's encouraging to me as a sports I- fan I was I'm, that that is confusing. I was I was wondering as like, um, you know how like people say like people like uh, Steve Clifford, they're like a defensive coach, and like Tom mm-hmm. Thibodeau, that they have like specific types of systems where they really can crush. You think Masai is like a system GM, and that he's really able to excel in certain situations 
but seems to struggle in situations like when he's not um, where he's doesn't have a lot of leverage. Because it doesn't seem like when he doesn't have leverage, it seems like he basically doesn't do anything. Yeah, it, sometimes doing nothing. Sorry, yeah, man. no, no, no. Yeah, keep going, keep going. You know, like Lowry when he didn't trade Lowry at, at the trade deadline and could have risked losing him for absolutely nothing. We ended up getting Precious. We maybe could have. Got, it seemed like we could have gotten Tyrese Maxey, which would have been pretty fun. Yeah, um, that was one of the Grange, rumors. Yeah. Based on what Grange was saying at the time, um, that the deal was basically done. Um, you know there. You know, and, you know, even this last trade deadline, they were like, oh, man, we were really screwed by uh, Kevin Durant becoming available at the trade deadline and ruined our thing we could have done with Phoenix. It's like, well, you could have done the thing with Phoenix for months, you know, mm-hmm. like it didn't have to happen on the second last day before the trade deadline. You just kind of didn't do anything. So okay. just interesting to see if he can if he's able to like as a GM, you have to be able to to be the best GM like we all imagine Messiah can be. You have to be able to excel in a ton of different situations. I just don't know if he's shown the ability to do so at this point. Yeah, it's like, okay, Matt, you'll get this. I don't know if literally anyone else listening or and uh, or Freddie will understand. Oh, it's going to be wrestling related. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's going to be even more, something more niche and, and, oh. and nerdy oh, than that. Oh, it's about the black swan bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like when you're playing Marvel Snap and you, oh. you, have, you have so many different plays you can make. And and the time the little timer's running out and you're like uh, I don't know and then you either just like it either runs out on you and you're like ah or yeah. you do something and you're like that was the wrong move yeah like, that happens to me a lot and and I feel like it's, it's I'm like starting a ticker stuff. on on Marvel Snap uh, references <laughs> yeah that's number Matt one. and I are in a Marvel Snap chat uh, with a couple it, other friends of ours uh, anyways it's um, really cool and an exclusive it's, you're not allowed in exactly yeah I, I'm all right. <laughs> uh it's really great um but yeah it's, it's the number it's, one mobile game in the world it's exactly one game hey, yeah, Get I, out I, of I here, play Freddy. boom beach so no worries what, what's the... <laughs> but yeah no it's like this pressure cooker uh and and it's like but like just like just exactly what you're saying Matt. it's like yeah but it's only a pressure cooker in the last like the, the last possible seconds you know what i mean yeah. like there's not like yeah there's there's a lot of more options that that you're, you're passing by just by kind of sitting idly and I, 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 th- I do think point. that sitting on that for so long and then being like, ah, we're going to trade for Pirtle is yeah. exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a uh, snap. Uh, yeah. the, the Spurs are right over here. Let's talk to them. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Jacob, join the team, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's insane. But yeah, I think you know, we'll definitely have a lot of time to 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 go over the, uh, you know, what exactly the plan is or isn't or, you know, how much like missed opportunity there has been. Um, because I think the OG and Pascal, uh, contracts are like, they have to be the biggest sort of representation of all of this. Um, and the biggest sort of like, I would say like unnecessary risk, you know, when you think about like the age of the players and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, let's move on and talk some NBA now. Uh, cause I think, you know, it's a lot of fun shit. there going to a lot of fun shit going on there too. Um, <laughs> nice one. Right. Episode 300, uh, crushing it. Woo! Um, <laughs> so uh, this question is, uh, what is, uh, and I'll start with you, uh, Matt, what, uh, there's four teams that have lost one game. Mm-hmm. Out of those four teams, uh, who's looking the best? Who do you think is the best? Those teams are Boston, Philly, Dallas, Denver. Yeah, I mean, you have to go Denver, right? Denver just won the championship, and they have the best two-man combination in the league. Um, I was listening to, I think it was like Hollinger and Duncan or something, and they were talking mm-hmm. about, like, who are the best two-man units in the entire league? Uh, preseason, they were saying this. And they went with, uh, I think one of them went with Giannis, 
and Lillard as like the number one duo in the league, despite having not seen them play at all at that point. Yeah. And I think it's, you should just go with the team, the, the team that crushed everyone on the way to the finals. Like I, to me, that seems kind of obvious. I mean, Boston does look fantastic. I mean, all four of the teams look fantastic, obviously. Um, I put Dallas fourth. Um, but uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, have uh, Denver number one, just because I don't think there's an answer to Jokic. And when you have a, the greatest player in the league um, and you have a decent supporting cast, if not very good supporting cast, I'm going to give it to that team. Uh, yeah. yeah, Andy? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I think it's like the obvious answer is is of course denver uh they're the champions until you kind of prove otherwise they're they're the best team period let alone of whatever the records are but uh to add a little to add a little something else i get philly seems to me the most interesting mm-hmm. of the teams that uh are are off to a great start um obviously the harden trade being such a huge uh, uh like weight off of their shoulders it feels like and even though, uh, yeah, and like, and honestly, I don't know. I obviously I can't speak for anybody on the 76ers, but like watching Harden go play his first game and lose has got to be like, ah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were like five, years. there's probably five fan bases that were doing that yes, at that totally, game. I yeah, think yeah. that was the biggest Nick fan base probably in the history of the oh, franchise. Yeah. Absolutely. If we, if we ever do the, uh, we're doing a draft later in the episode, but if we ever do like a point and laugh at a player draft, <laughs> I do think that James Harden is going to be the number one overall pick because there's something about that guy that makes people want to point and laugh, uh, more than, more than honestly, any player I can remember. Um, it's, it's funny. Cause he, yeah, well, whatever, but I won't get too deep on Harden as a, as a, as a guy or as a player, but like, he's also kind of fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a love hate relationship, right? I that's, love him. That's the thing about him. That's why he stands out. But yeah, I think Philly, uh, uh being able to like, I mean, maybe finally get, you know, where they want to be. And, and, and is this the makeup of the, you know, of the, of the championship or at least <laughs> finals bound 76ers? Like, yeah, maybe uh, we'll see, but I, I think they're the most, at least like interesting team to watch. And I mean, you know, Nick nurse, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's early season takes. And I think that, uh, uh, Andy, did you just allude that Nick nurse had died? <laughs> Rest in peace. Nick, yeah. Nurse. Yeah, Nick nurse is absolutely fine. Uh, no, Bless Nick up. we're harmed in the, in the making of this podcast. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Denver's the answer. I think the, the Jokic, um, you know, obviously I'm beat one MVP last year, but I think the Jokic is unstoppable take, uh, is correct. And I think until we see people bother him or slow his game down, um, you know, even I, I think Murray is injured. Uh, it's not a serious, serious injury, but I think he will miss some time. So we'll see how Denver adjusts to that. But I think regardless, um, we're going to want to see them knock down a peg before we really believe in, in other teams. I, I, I do think Boston looks incredible. Yeah. Um, their only loss coming last night against Minnesota uh, in OT with an Anthony Edwards just being like out of control. Um, and by the way, a nasty defensive uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, but I will yeah. say one thing about Boston because I watched that game is that uh, Horford's looking a little creaky, looking creaky out there. I mean, he should be. Yeah, right? he's, he's like, one of the oldest players in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think like. There, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a transition old players do where they're like, that's sly, smart bastard. 
to then all of a sudden being like, oh, you do have a tough time running up and down the court. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I think sometimes people view older players like they do in like NBA 2K, where like their aging comes in in the off, like happens in the offseason, then they show up as that player throughout the entire season. Whereas like now he has to go through 82 games and then a playoff run. Like he'll probably break down more throughout the season as well. Anywho, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I have to like really, like I'm, I think it was, um, was it Grant Hill? I think it was Grant Hill. Was it Grant Hill who um, did that the very first season he ever played? Yeah, it was Grant Hill. First, <laughs> first year he did that. Um, poor guy, uh, great career. But no, he he talked about having uh, to like the the thing about aging for him was was he had to work out so much more to be at like like a playing shape that you know like the same playing shape when he was younger. And I think you know a guy like Al Horford has been around in the league long enough that like you would assume that's what he's doing, but you know, at a, at a certain time that kind of, that runs out. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, the other thing I, I just, uh, I think you guys kind of nailed it with 76ers, but I haven't watched any Dallas games yet. Uh, although I'm really interested, not so much in the weird Kyrie-ness cause I'm sure there will be some Kyrie bullshit this year, but I think that, uh, in the same way that, um, you know, you were talking about Jokic, I do think that Luca is getting. We're seeing more and more of that, like Luca magic, and kind of like this. This we're about to see uh, the Raptors fans are about to see him, but we're seeing more of him becoming, you know, absolutely unstoppable. And I'm curious how that how that pans out, like how that progresses throughout the year. I think if you look at the Dallas roster compared to, you know, particularly the Denver and the um, in the Boston rosters, they're not as good, but maybe Luca's just getting better and better. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. When when is Kyrie Irving going to get bored and not doing something insane? This is pretty much where I am with Dallas. Like, I just don't. Me think, too. I just hey. don't buy him. Yeah. Plus, Jason Kidd, to... he'll do something insane too. You know. <laughs> yeah, you can't put those two guys together. Like, yeah, that's right. insane. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, I think I guess they have the steadying influence of the biggest crybaby in the entire league to keep them uh, centered. And uh, yeah, is that Luca? That is Luca. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't use the word crybaby. It sounds very like uh, call-in radio very often. But after that uh, World Cup performance against Canada, biggest crybaby in the league. Yeah. I mean, him him leaving, getting kicked out of the game because he was losing is definitely crybaby vibes. Hey, we're not doing the crybaby draft, but I would throw Embiid in that mix for sure. Uh, that <laughs> guy literally complains. crying after. He lost well, I mean, sorry, the tears. Yeah. I actually respect the tears. To of me, course. it's sort of the 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 mixture of being really recklessly violent and complaining constantly is a, is a is a is a unique mix of a player, and then also being incredible. It's a it's a lot going on with that guy. Yeah. Um, at least Grant Williams didn't die when he got his head stomped by Embiid jumping around. Oh my God, here. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy's, there's a lot of, there's a big Embiid graveyard, um, that, which includes <laughs> the people he's bullied. Um, okay, uh, Embiid is amazing. Uh, <laughs> From and grade actually, school, yeah. I, I do enjoy watching him play a lot. I like that he makes people mad. Um, okay. Uh, I'll, uh, last sort of NBA question here, Matt. Um, yes. what's the biggest surprise of the season for you so far? Again, we're seven, eight games in, it could be a team player, whatever. 
Oh, do you want to pass to Andy first so I can think about this question? That's one I, I didn't uh, yeah. prepare. Great. Yeah, all Sorry. good. Surprise. Uh, you didn't have this one ready. <laughs> surprise. Uh, I, I have an answer loaded too if it's a surprise so it, for you. you say just NBA? All NBA wide? Just anything that's happened so far that to you is well, okay, I thought this the was most Raptors, single surprising thing. I thought this was a Raptor centric question, but I think it still kind of applies. It's. Uh, it's Dennis Schroeder being able to carry over oh. from the, the 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 World Cup into the into the regular season. Uh, obviously, yeah, he's not that's like a surprise. He's not like MVP the same way he was in the in the tournament. But like mm -hmm. he's showing up in a way that I I don't think many people really expected him to. Uh, uh, like he's 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 his shooting's improved all of a sudden. He's a threat, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, from out there, and he's like really thriving i think in the system and and you know he's being asked to do a lot more and i think he's stepping up and and it's looking great you know i i, I again not like we're not talking about he's gonna you know he's not making all nba perhaps but like i i've been pleasantly surprised with how he's looked and i think uh you know that's exactly what we needed to to like stay afloat <laughs> you know as a, as yeah, a he's viable point guard and 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 he's he's i think he's shown to be that I mean, yeah, and his three point percentage. He's he's shooting like forty three percent from three. Yeah, blistering, which yeah. is obviously going to come down. But um, the Raptors being below five hundred with both Barnes and Schroeder shooting over forty two percent from the three point line is uh, concerning. <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, it's wild. And then uh, you know you, you have like Grady who. I think we'll get better, I guess. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other guys who are low. Who will bounce it out. I know, but like it's basically those two were like, what the hell? And then OG is like, okay, fair enough. At this um, point, though, the under 500 like label is a little bit like kind of, you know, it's not, it's one game, you know, it's still very early. <laughs> you're right, you're right. That right. Chicago game was was crazy and weird, you know, all that kind of stuff. I like, <laughs> it's, I, at this point in the season, I think we can still say that that stuff, but yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the um, Chicago game gives me a lot of hope that the Raptors will be good this year for sure. <laughs> to me, to me, the the Philly losses are sort of what, like, like almost like make the most sense to me as a game so far because I was like, okay, this team seems like we like this is like an out, we're outclassed because like yeah. you, look, you look at the Milwaukee game and you're like, what the hell? Milwaukee yeah, just was maybe wasn't ready. The Chicago game was a mess. Portland game was like, okay, well, I think they'll get worse and we'll get better. Anyways, yeah, so early. Um, I just want to touch on your, your shooter point though. Cause I think that it is really interesting to see that carryover. You don't see that a lot. Um, you know, you think about like Daniel Tice is not playing. Um, Evan Fournier is not playing. Uh, these are guys that are like major, you know, or like pretty big factors on their team. Um, oh God, I'm, uh, I'm having a, a brain fart here. Uh, Gilders Alexander's cousin. Uh, oh, Nikhil Alexander. Yeah. Barely playing barely having an effect on the game at all. And, you know, was but Dylan Brooks though. Dylan Brooks is Dylan Brooks. That's good. a carryover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelly Olenek actually is like, I have him in fantasy. He's doing good. Um, <laughs> so, okay. My, I'm just going to go with mine since I brought up the fantasy thing. Uh, and uh, I understand that he went off at the end of last year, but I think, you know, Brooklyn to me is like a weird sort of like, obviously they don't have their picks. So they're going to try and be good, but they're a weird mess. Um, and I, you know, I don't expect them to be a good team this year. However, uh, you know, with all the bridges conversation, no one, you know, has did the proper justice to Cam Thomas being the best scorer in the NBA. Now, uh, I, you know, <laughs> it's so early, but this guy like is just 
is just an absolute insane bucket. Um, and this is a very fantasy driven surprise, but uh, <laughs> I picked him up off waivers yeah, uh, in two leagues. So uh, I think that again, we will see what happens, but he is, he's on, he's on a heater that is uh, fairly absurd. Yeah, Freddie, you know I'm a huge draft guy. And uh, the thing about Cam Thomas that caused him to slide so much in the draft and why he was picked, like I think, like late 20s um, was that he had, and it might be a little hyperbolic here, but he had like the worst assist percentage out of any guard in like the history of the draft. Like he basically never, never passed. An amazing okay. collegiate score, but never passed. And teams were worried that like, if the scoring doesn't even translate a little bit, he's going to be an absolute bust. Okay. Uh, but it looks like it has. So there you go. I mean, uh, I'm just looking now, like, does, does is he one of those guys, like, has he started? Oh, oh 2.4 assists. So, hey, that's like four Garys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's 20. Yeah, 20. If you're, yeah, I mean, you're, it seems correct. He's averaging uh, almost 29 points a game on uh and, and two and a half assists so this guy yeah. does not enjoy passing whatsoever no. it's pretty easy to get two two assists a game when you have 29 points per game like you pay yeah, no, are, are passing out of a double team and someone's there's only shot. five players on a team anyone can get two <laughs> you gotta yeah. give it to somebody sometimes yeah the, this is a guy who does not yeah he doesn't enjoy passing at all um but he is absolutely on fire um i thought of a surprise okay. um maybe it's a surprise to some but uh Teams in the NBA that are like built around old stars, they tend to be uh, struggling a little bit, um, mm-hmm. just based on the athleticism of the younger generation coming in. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, I watched the Knicks um, uh, Clippers game yesterday, and yeah, they, they beat the crap out of them, right? It, it was really close for a half, and then they just kind of like ha- out hustled them a little bit down the stretch. Uh, the Lakers, even though LeBron, LeBron and AD are playing so many minutes, and they're still struggling. Uh, so yeah, it's just been kind of interesting to see that maybe the new guard is coming in. You can make the counterpoint that Golden State looks pretty good, but if there's any time of the year that the older team should be crushing, it's at the beginning of the year when they're healthy and they haven't gone through the schedule yet. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's a great point. Um, okay, I think uh, I think that about uh, wraps up the the regular questions, and we're gonna get uh, into a, a very silly draft. Uh, and, um, yeah, for anyone that's listening, we, we really want you to know, uh, we really want to know who you think has the best team. Uh, however you decide what that best is. Um, Andy, do you want to describe the draft? Should I go for it? No, this is great. I got you covered. So, uh, this is the 300th episode of Confederacy Dunks and, and what would we be doing here if we didn't, uh, celebrate it with, uh, uh, a draft, and we wouldn't be Toronto Raptor fans without celebrating the people who have played less than a full season for us. Yeah. Uh, and just purely by numbers, just by 82 games, they may have played multiple seasons, but that's, that's the, um, that's what, that's the pool that we're drafting from here is we're picking the absolute best Toronto Raptors players who have played less than 82 games for the franchise as a, as a, as a whole. Uh, now we're not just drafting. Also, there's a little twist here. We're not just going to be drafting uh, uh, your classic you know positions on the court we've got some different categories here that we're grabbing from and uh, those categories are as follows we are drafting um uh first of all we got shooter you can also kind of sub this in as like score just pure scoring but i like shooting as as like our main category there next we've got like 
dunk, like dunker. Like you want a guy who's going to go hard to the rim, big man also kind of. Or a guy that's only dunked once in his career. Could be. Could be that as well. Whatever you <laughs> want to do. Yeah. Dunker uh, meaning singular dunk. The way you said dunk. A guy's only dunk. Uh, singular dunk. Uh, we got our defensive specialist. You're going to be drafting a defensive specialist in this draft. We're also going to be drafting uh, a player who represents the heart of the team. You want, you want oh, this guy's going to be judged on heart. And then we yeah. got a wild card because you always got to have a wild card in the draft, and that can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, just to make things clear for the people listening, uh, at any given slot, we can pick any whatever it is we want. If, if Freddie wants to take his shooter first, he can do that. Um, and then and then the next player can choose their uh, uh, wild card first if they want for some reason, right? So that that uh, that's how that's going to go. We'll post these on socials. We want you guys to vote and tell us who has the best team. And the criteria for that is whatever you want it to be and whoever makes the best case for their team. So let's get into it. Uh, first okay, and foremost, can, can though, I make two two clarifying points? Yes, please it's, do. It's Any like questions? 80, yeah, so it's 82 games or less. So if they have played 82 exactly... 82 is eligible. Yes, you are. And I do want to shout out the guy who I would have picked from a heart of my team for sure. Muggsy Bogues, 83 games. Yes, I know. Muggsy no. 83 is so Muggsy. disappointing for this. Yeah. But you got to cut it off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, right. And then obviously all these players are in their primes. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, that's which, right. That's a good point. Which I think also will be fun because I assume – for anyone that's played less than 82 game for the Raptors, none of those primes will have been with the Raptors. Yeah, that you your prime was not with the Raptors, yeah. most certainly. Uh, uh, I would argue that Jorge Garbajosa's prime was uh, <laughs> during his season with the Raps. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's actually true. Listen. listen. The garbage man. I did not see Garbo in there, and um, you gotta you gotta do some amending of your rankings here. What's I, going on? I, uh, you, okay, okay, just factoring that. Uh, out. I okay. really, I, Garbo was high on my list, and I made a mistake by bringing him up early, but you did. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't you can't tip your 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 picks here. Uh, okay, so I've got random.org open. I've put our names in for the random uh, decision of who's going to be drafting first in this draft. And I mean, you guys can't see it, but I swear I'm not cheating. Uh, here we go. Andy, Matt, Freddie are in there and randomize. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. I did get first pick. I swear to God. This is also going to be snake draft. So one, two, three, three, two, one, that sort of thing. Right. Um, It's Andy, Freddie and Matt. And again, I really did not cheat. I swear. Um, Okay. So let's just say that like we actually Matt, me and Andy did meet before and we put you last. Yeah. Sorry. We did do that. Uh, So where you treat a guest here, man, (laughs) ever since Matt Duncan left, it's been a fucking tire fire. (laughs) Get Matt Um, back. We, uh, we, we blew the cover by going to a website <laughs> called random.org. Listen, if you're trying to get a random anything, <laughs> random.org. you better be Not at a real random.org. <laughs> oh my God. That just shows how little you know about the randomization community, Freddie. You just I, I don't yourself, know. Dude. Yeah, listen, Marvel. Um, um, that's a tick for you. Marvel Snap and Marvel Snap and the randomization community. community. Yeah. Me and Andy are in a randomization community uh, uh, group chat. Group and chat, let me tell yeah. you, it's fucking fun fire. It's, it's yeah, dude. Okay. It's Maybe I want in on that one. (laughs) Okay, now uh, just hold on one second while I bring up my personal draft rankings because I do need to have them up here. Uh, Although for this first pick, it's quite easy. Uh, There's no no two ways about uh, who this choice is. Um, He's he played. Is it sixty games? Yeah. Let me get myself together here. Yeah, sixty games. It's arguably the best 
player of all time who's actually spending time with the team. We're going to take Kawhi Leonard uh, as our first overall pick here. And But where to put him? See, this is why at first we considered maybe take Kawhi out of this draft because it's kind of lopsided. But wild card. there's, put him there's wild a lot card. of great players in this yeah, draft. Put him wild card. I'm going to take Kawhi as my defensive specialist, as my my, my all defense man. And I yeah, I think that makes sense. He could slot into a couple other positions here. But yeah, we're going to take him at defense. Kawhi, number one overall. We're happy to do it. Okay, I think this second pick is uh, very easy for me as well. Uh, I am going to go with the defensive player as well, and that's going to be Hakeem Elijahwan. Oh yeah, Ooh. Hakeem was my number one pick for sure. Yeah, Hakeem's yeah. like he, he's the he's the one top ten guy that's ever played. Listen, this is a game. this is a, a, a Hall of Fame player, and Kawhi will be that I, as well. Don't worry about it. Well, let me tell you guys, it drops off pretty severely after this. Top <laughs> sure <two> does. <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, I, I think there's a honestly, but you get you get the two picks here, right? So you get a nice one-two punch. That's true. Um, for my dunker, uh, I'm gonna go with a guy who most people forget even played for the Raptors. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh Sean Marion. Wow. Huge. Wow. I love it. Love. Then, I love me some Matrix. Sticking with my uh, um, very small amount of games for the Raptors here. Forget that he plays for the team. But number four, I'm going to take my shooter, Peja Stoyakovich. Oh, yes, Amazing. of course. Amazing. You got to, man. See, that's see. This is the thing. I actually, when, when it's when it's when there's a draft like this where there's like a number one that like, I mean, I guess you could argue Hakeem number one, but like I think Kawhi is probably most people's number one here. But like. I kind of want the third pick here where you get to take these two really strong guys. Cause you're making an overall team here. It's not based on one guy, you know? So I love the, I love those picks. Okay. Here we well, go. Considering Jorge Garbajosa might be next on my team. I don't know. I still think I like Hakeem oh, Elijah. There's some other guys. More. Come on. You're, you're... Um, my team, no shooting allowed. Uh, no. and I'm going to go with uh, my next pick uh, um, is going to be my dunker. And that's Jermaine O'Neal. Wow! Yeah, interesting choice here. You want to score on my team? I dare you. You want to play my team in transition? I lose immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Elijah wanted his prime was an athlete and a half. That's true, and and you know what? Jermaine was a great athlete too. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, Okay. Interesting. Uh, Got a couple of ways I could go here. Um. There's still some. There's still some Hall of Fame caliber players on on the board. Oh yeah, that's some all stars. I would argue. Um, uh, okay, so so let's clarify one thing here. We 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 said dunker slash big man. Is that is that what we're doing yes. here? Are we going? We're yeah, going let's pure do dunks. That. Are we going do, pure do dunker? Do whatever okay. you want. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's different. <laughs> you made we, up the rule. People <laughs> have to watch it. I'm asking what we're doing. Um. <laughs> You took you took O'Neal as your as your dunker slash big man. He's my, right? he's my dunker. He's both, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're pretty deep there. All right. Let's. Okay. I'm gonna go. I gotta take big man slash dunker. I gotta go. I already got my defense filled up, even though he would fit so perfectly. That's the thing. Defense is a deep category, but I'm gonna say Marcus All. Let's take. Let's oh, take him. Oh, wow. Let's take him as the big man. Let's uh, let's put uh, the big paella right up there. We're recreating a championship team here, and uh, I think that's going to show. Yeah, your team's uh, pretty nasty he so far. Less than eighty-two games, eh? Sure did. Wow. 
Yeah, very, very injured in the run it back here. Yeah, oh, yeah, didn't play a ton there. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I will pull up exactly how many in just a sec here, but for some reason, I only have the current Raptors roster in front of me. Okay, uh, I got another pick, right? Because I'm the first here. So, uh, following up, following up our big man, we got defense. Okay, shooter. I will, sorry, I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, do we count playoff games in the eighty-two? No, no, just regular. Oh, season. okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, sorry, I should have made that clear as well. Otherwise, Gasol would definitely be over that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I was only counting regular. Also, Mark Mar Gasol Sounds seventy good. games. Yeah. Regular season. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's uh, let's go to a category that I think is actually kind of kind of slim. Uh, we need heart. On this mm. team, okay. Nathan now, look. Juwai. Do I think this player is going to be available at the end of the draft? Yes. You're going with Nathan Joy, aren't you? <laughs> but the guy you had heart issues for, Ozzy <laughs> Shack. We're yeah. talking about heart. We're talking about guys who like, like everyone loved when they were here. And there's all again. We're talking about precious few players here. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this bold move. I'm going to take Charlie Villanueva as my heart. Oh, that's the nice. Heart of that's the team. Nice. That's made an nice. impact on the people of Toronto. Made an impact points. here. I was shocked to find out he played less than 82 games for the Raptors. Also, I think his prime was his rookie year. Oh, absolutely. You're that's right. So that's fair. one of the guys. Yeah, yeah. He's also, one of the guys. It's a, it's a nice tie-in because he played for that Pistons team in my dumb quiz. Yeah, yeah, I know. When you guys, when you mentioned him earlier, I was like, oh my God, you're outing my, my heart pick. I can't believe it. I got to take him earlier now. All right, um, Freddie, you're okay. on the board here. Love him. Uh, a lot of options here. Um, but I think, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to take my shooter. Um, and just because he was a preposterously fun player to watch. And I think the quickest release I've ever seen in the NBA, I'm going with uh Steph's dad, Del Curry. Ooh, very good pick. Oh, I had Curry at over 80 games. Oh, did I just mess up our, um, our, our draft? I could have, I could have messed up. Um, my bad. I'm not, slowing not, it down. Don't worry about it. Hang it's on, okay. No. I can do. No. Oh, I, think I might, might have misread. Right. I, I think I maybe was looking at Michael Curry, which yeah, is very I think... different. <laughs> yeah, Michael Curry is, uh, you know, honestly, maybe my least favorite Raptor to watch in the history of the franchise. I'm calling you're definitely, full. You're definitely, yeah, Dell played 194 games. Holy shit, my bad. Going full audible here. <laughs> you're way off. Um, I am abandoning my shooters because you know what? I don't need shooters anyways. So let me go with uh, heart. Um, uh, and my heart is going to be the one and only uh, hand down, man down, going Mark Jackson. Oh, I was going to oh. take Mark Jackson next. Mama, there goes my man. Dang. Amazing. All right. All right, then. For my heart, there was a Toronto Blue Jays team, um, I believe it was in the late 90s or early 2000s, where Jose Canseco joined the team. Yes. And everyone's home run production went up by like 55%. Everyone mm -hmm. was buying steroids off of Jose. Uh, Miguel Tejada, um, Jose Cruz Jr., um, so many guys just started bashing dingers. 
So the guy I'm bringing in for my heart is actually making my wild card. Rafael Arugno. Hafa. Wow. Uh, Busted for steroids before he was drafted by the Raptors in the top 10 (laughs) at 24 years old. Was drafted because he was, in the quotes of the GM, very strong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's the Uh, reason I call the Ninja Turtle Raphael Hoffa. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, So uh, one of the worst players I've ever seen would get stripped by the ball all the time. Uh, but you know what? He's going to give everyone else on the team all the steroids. And you're going to see Peja Stojakovic at 275 pounds. You're going to see Sean Marion looking like LeBron James. <laughs> oh, it's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be like the WWE, man. It's going to be like yeah. Batista. You know? This is like, good. This is good. <laughs> Peja Stojakovic. Uh, strong as like hell. John Cena. Um, all right. So I, I have... Um, I need defense and I need a wild card. Oh no, I need a, a heart. Um, so for defense, um, you know what? This guy, even though I'm going to bring up some off, he he bookended his career perfectly. Um, he had uh, he averaged six rebounds a game in his uh, uh, six offensive rebounds a game, and in the first year in the year in his in the league, he averaged ten fouls per thirty six minutes. In the last year of his league, he averaged 10 fouls per 36 minutes. I'm going to go with Pops Mensa Bonsu uh, as my uh, Raptor choice. I loved him. Uh, I don't even think he played good defense, but he's my defensive stalwart on the team. If I want, I could switch Marion into my defensive guy and have him as my dunker, maybe. These are some off-the-charts picks that I had no – I just didn't see coming, and I love them. Um, Okay, well, listen – uh, it's a, a, uh, also, I made a mistake. It was Mamadou Njai who averaged 10 fouls per game for 36. <laughs> but I'm sticking with Pop. Also, maybe a better heart pick. Also, <laughs> Mamadou, like, come on. I love Mamadou. I apologize. Yeah. There are, uh, I, I'm okay. I, I found my shooter. You literally can't get better than this. There's two players in Raptors history who have not missed a three. Um, oh my God. You're talking about a, okay. A thousand percent from three. Um, <laughs> yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> Eric Moreland is not the guy, but he took one three, canned it. Whoa. Nigel Hayes took two threes, canned them both. Nigel Hayes, the best shooter in Raptors history, played on the team 2018. I don't even remember him, but he's on my new squad. I don't remember Nigel Hayes at all. He played I in don't. 2018. No, I don't know why. I don't know how Nigel we forget Hayes. him. He doesn't miss shots. Jesus. This is a this is a bonkers choice. <laughs> Listen, Nigel I don't Hayes. want my shooter to miss. My team needs spacing, and Nigel Hayes doesn't miss. So Nigel oh. Nigel Hayes played a total of nine NBA games. He played two for the Lakers, two for the Raptors, and five uh, for the Spurs. Wow. He shot need... 0 for 18 from three for the Spurs. Sorry, the Kings. My Did bad. he? Kings. No, I'm Kings. just joking. I made that up. Made Kings, that. Not, Kings, not Spurs. He played for the, uh, the Kings. Um yeah, wow. Just a great choice. Honestly, congratulations. You got him. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, going to be my next pick, I bet. Yeah, for uh, sure. I nailed the assignment. He actually did miss a lot of threes um, <laughs> for, for his other team. Yeah, His, his other team's it. not the well, legendary listen. shooter you're making him out to be. Yeah, you know what? Maybe bungled that. No worries. <laughs> Maybe bungled that. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Well, back to the winning team over here. Uh, we've got 
I don't know what you're talking about. I've the best defensive player. We've got championship pedigree. We've got veteran presence. We've got heart. We've got one of the greatest charity donator starters in Charlie V. That's the heart of the team. But we need, you know, I'll say this. I think the squad could use... Uh, you know, well, shooting, you know, the Raptors are rife with shooting. We got shooting all over the place. We, you know, we got a lot of guys to choose from down there. But when it comes to wild card, you know, we, we can go a lot of ways here. And um, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go with a guy we mentioned earlier. Uh, some great leadership. You know, we, we need a guy on this team who's going to be able to uh, speak for the team, you know, because. These listen, the guys on my team, you know, they're not great media forward guys, you know. The, let's be honest. But uh, I'm gonna say that uh, with this pick, uh, I'm gonna go with Chauncey Billups as our uh, as our wild card. Wow, oh, nice, Chauncey. I once uh, I was outside of a, of the uh, uh, the old Air Canada Center, and the Pistons were in town, and there was a bunch of guys from Detroit, just like air shooting threes going chauncey <laughs> like i was chauncey. like these guys love chauncey <laughs> you know I was like, it's great uh and ever since i uh i've been a big fan so yeah chauncey coming in as my wild card and then i guess i'm gonna close it out here with the shooter and you guys haven't taken him so why not try and create the championship squad completely here with the guy who is uh, i don't know if this is a famous story amongst anyone else who's a raptors fan but uh, there's a point in the playoffs. I can't remember which series it was. Like, I think oh, it he's was taking Jordan Lloyd, isn't he? I think he? it was Philly. Snagging <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> you love the Jordan Lloyd championship story. It was so cool. <laughs> okay, uh, tell you tell you guys tell me because I don't think I've ever actually talked to you guys about this. I've talked to a bunch of my other friends about this, but there's a point uh, during the Raptors run again. I think it was against Philly, maybe. But uh, um, my pick, Danny Green, goes to. He's on the bench. He goes to. He goes to Nick Nurse. He goes. Come up, he goes, put me in coach. I got mm-hmm. I got one in the barrel. And oh, so that rules. And he goes out and he hits the three. It's whatever. I can't again, I can't remember the, the specific game it happened in. But when I heard that story, I was like, Danny Green, what the what are you talking about? You got one in the barrel? You should have like six in the barrel, man. Have multiple in the barrel, please, no, at all times. Yeah. So then for the rest of that playoff run, Danny Green was pretty garbage. And every time he misses a shot, me, me and any of the other guys I was watching with, we're just like, one in the barrel. Let's That's go. Very good. One in the barrel. He knows himself. He knows. Yeah. He knows himself. Yeah. He knows. He knows that he can hit one when he says and then never again. And um, I contend that he played great defense in the playoffs. Hey, listen, I don't mean as an overall. We're talking shooter. We're talking three-point shooting. You know, you know what? I got to go against Andy playoffs. and agree with Freddie. He played good defense in the playoffs. You know what? You guys are right. This is a great defensive pick also for me. And Danny Green is uh, going to show up on this squad. And, Green and Ranger. There he is. Pet Tommy. snakes. Let's go. All right, Freddie, you're um, up. Okay. So uh, considering that my three-point shooter only ever really hit threes for the reps, <laughs> uh, I got to stick with, you know, so here, here's my team so far. I got, I got Hakeem, the dream, Jermaine mm-hmm. O'Neal. Uh, I got Mark Jackson who can hit the three. Um, but I'll, I'll like, if like as a coach, I'll instruct him not to take any, um, <laughs> and Nigel Hayes, uh, who Nigel really Hayes. just don't get injured, dude. Um, the most or get sound. injured. Who cares? <laughs> like, Nigel, you if you're ha- listening, love to have you on the show. Um, he holds the record for the, uh, Raptors for a player who sounds most like a Butler. <laughs> Nigel Hayes. Um, 
Uh, didn't we have Rasul Butler? Um, oh, we, we actually oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a guy named Butler. Butler, so um, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Butler's their name, their last names aren't Butler, so yours is right. Okay, how do you uh, think it started? So, That's how it started. Yeah. yeah, that I'm sure, son of a Butler. Um, here we son go, of Butler, <laughs> son of a Butler, <laughs> my guy. Um, so you know, we think about a wild card as like all over the place personality wise. I'm taking a different angle here. My wild card is someone who can change the game before they get on the court. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not taking him. I'm just going to make a little exemption here. I'm not taking him during his prime. I'm taking him currently as is. Um, and that's a uh, popular podcaster uh, and consultant, Sean Marks. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's just right. Like, yeah. So he's an executive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking an executive. So you're, you're he, doing this as like a, I want him to come on this show because I'm flattering him. <laughs> nope, I want a nope. popular sorry, podcaster. Nope. Sorry, Sean. You only played 13 games as the Raptors, uh, as the Raptor. I didn't even remember you. I just want you to come in and play, play in a suit. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Yeah. It's Sean Marks. On Marks. All right. Well, there's yeah. your pick. Well, Freddie went for a uh, podcast guest. I'm just going to go for a sponsorship. The heart of my team is McDonald's. I just want McDonald's on my team. Um, so for, I think I have heart left. And there were a lot of people who I considered here. I almost went with Kevin O'Neill. That guy cared so much. The worst coach we've ever had. Broke a lamp when uh, uh, Jalen Rose broke his hand. Uh, just a complete nonsense <laughs> You break coach. something, I break something. Yeah, you break something. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there were other people I considered here. I almost went with Garth Joseph, aka Garjo, a seven foot three, three hundred and twenty-five pound player that only played five games. Oh my god! Wow. Was nicknamed the heavy. Was nicknamed Garjo because by uh, who? By the media, because at that point the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs had Curtis Joseph Cujo, and they're like, his name's Garth Garjo. And Uh, we all love Garjo. Um, Garjo was a 27 year old rookie. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's for worked Hart, out a lot for us. For Hart, I was going to go with Hito Turkaloo. Uh, decided to pass. Oh, yeah. Wasn't completely sure about him. Mm-hmm. Then I decided maybe Goran Dragic mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. took a pass on him and yeah. decided to go with Alonzo Morris. No, you didn't think so. Part of he my did team. it. Oh God, the villain. <laughs> Almost so, chose Antoine Jameson as well, who never played a game for the Raptors, but was a Raptor briefly before he was Wow. Um, They're not even on this list because they didn't see the court. Well done. And you, and you know what? I almost picked Steve Francis because I bet if he was a Raptor, he wouldn't have played either. So the heart of my team <laughs> uh, was Alonzo Mourning. The heart of your team is a person who refused to play. Wow. I mean, I could put a Rougeau as my the heart of my team, and that due to his steroid abuse, he probably has the biggest heart out of anybody on the entire roster. I'm- most yep. controversial choices. I was ready to dog somebody for picking Zoe uh, in, in like the a real category <laughs> because I was like, Raptors fans hate him. You guys are dead. Uh, you're going to lose. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. taking the draft seriously at all. I can't believe nobody selected Mike James. It's my biggest surprise. <laughs> oh, Mike James could have been a shooter for any In team. many categories. He fits and, many of these categories. And also, BJ. Prime as a Raptor. Yeah, PJ Tucker is that what you no, said? B- well, P- PJ Tucker also I thought might might go, but BJ Armstrong. Hey, come on! Oh yeah, the first he set a strong tradition of not playing for the team. That you is true. I, mean? I could have I could have picked him for sure. <laughs> Jorge Garbajosa ended up not being picked. RIP porn player. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, a lot of great, a lot of great players. I mean, some legitimately very strong. Freddie, I'm shocked you didn't pick Luis Scola. 
I, w- I really wanted to. I also <laughs> wanted to pick Jimmy King, Fab Five. Uh-huh. Um, you know, early. Uh, I, I don't think his NBA career was great, but, you know, could have been. No, no one picked the hated Kenny Anderson. Uh, no one picked the hated Rudy Gay. So, okay, here we are, right? I mean, I guess <laughs> these are our teams. Yeah. No one, I almost picked Lou Williams as my wild card. Hey, man. Fair enough. Wow. I didn't know he, uh, strong. He only had one year. One year. Hey, point guard for my team is Sean Marion. So I probably could have used him. Um, let's just recap our teams just so everyone's sort of, uh, uh, everyone who's listening along knows what's happening. Um, uh, for me, uh, I have, uh, Kawhi Leonard at D. Gasol as our as our big man in the paint, Duncan. Uh, Charlie V as the heart of the squad. Uh, Chauncey Billups, the the legendary Chauncey Billups at uh, at our as our wild card, and Danny Green with the smooth stroke as my shooter. I mean, this is an this is an unstoppable team, championship caliber all written all over this team. Okay, well check this out. Uh, Freddie Reeves coming in with uh, Hakeem the Dream as my uh, defensive player. Uh, then I got Jermaine O'Neal as my bigger, uh, my big, my big dunker. Um, <laughs> that sounds weird. Big dunker. <laughs> my big dunker. It's uh, like we just found out about basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a little dunker and a big dunker. Astrology <laughs> thing. Um, I also, uh, I'm coming in with Mark Jackson as my heart. Hand down, man down, etc. cetera. Uh, <laughs> and then I have Nigel He doesn't have a lot Hayes. of heart in his marriage though, does he? <laughs> Hey! Oh wow! Personal dig. Take that. Matt's fame. coming for your team, Freddie. I'm coming. Um, Everyone cheats on their wives on Freddie's <laughs> team. Nigel Hayes is the biggest bachelor in, in uh, <laughs> London. Well, yes. So Nigel Hayes is my shooter. Uh, incredible shooter as a Raptor. Two for two. And um, my final pick is uh, Sean Marks. Can't beat a brain. Know what I mean? Can't beat a brain. Yeah, he's, he's my wild card. Well, to go back to Ninja Turtles, we they definitely beat Krang every single time, mm-hmm. uh, which I have with Rafael Arujo, um as my power forward for my team. I'm just going to go with positions because I think it's funny. Uh, Alonzo <laughs> is my center. Uh, Pops Mensa Bonsu, despite never having any ball skills whatsoever, is my small forward. And we've got Stoyakovich as my shooting guard and a giant team. We're going positionless basketball. 6'9", uh, Marion as my point guard. Hey, okay, there, there it is. You, there you have it, folks. There so, it is. So we'll post this up. You guys tell us who has the best team. There's only one answer, obviously. <laughs> um, I think you were the only one who really put together a team. Uh, Freddie Freddy has a 60-year-old man uh, on his And a guy who eyes. played nine NBA games. <laughs> Stop me if you can. <laughs> Going up against Olajuwon and Jermaine O'Neal in the paint. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, everyone. Well, I guess that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it for the pod. Um, let me just uh, uh, shout you out, McCready. Thanks for doing the uh, doing the pod. Um, what do you got going on? What do you want to let people know about? Yeah, I'm uh, just recently got employed by uh, the. Uh, this is exciting news. I guess I can bring it here. I got employed by the uh, Golden Griddle as their pancake chef. Uh, oh. So if anyone is looking for some pancakes, uh, come on down. There's a new uh, location on the AMC Dundas Square Plaza. It's in the very lower basement. It's next to Little Canada. Um, so <laughs> wow. yeah, if anyone's interested in that, come on by, and I'll also be doing improv on that location as well. Please come mm, on, on some improvisational location. comedy as I make you a delicious chocolate chip pancake. Amazing! Go go pay like two hundred dollars, see some Canada miniatures, and get a 
get a get a, get a mini pancake. From yeah, it's two hundred dollars. It's expensive. Uh, it's I was gonna off my mom. Plug. I was like, whoa. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for everyone listening. Um, and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you, Andy. Um, subscribe to Raptors Republic, and uh, peace out.